the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to a happy edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman here, your happy host. Happy because, well, the world is burning and we get to watch. Anyway, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We're going to have an excellent show here today. I have two very special guests. One of them is, is AM590, The Answers, Don Dix, the person who should be on The Morning Answer every single day oh. you can start start your morning with dawn grab your coffee get your your information with the right attitude on it as opposed to what was there oh, a few months ago we want the right attitude on that uh i think that would be a great improvement for the morning answer wow and, uh, and folks contact the station and say hey don is our guy let's get him in there so don welcome to the show it's a pleasure to be with you, Philip. And if there is anyone that should be Mr. AM590, it should be you for your long, enduring presence on the weekends, anchoring the fire like firing line radio show. You have been uh, a, a stellar supporter of the Second Amendment. And that, of course, ensures that the Republic will move forward. Thank you for everything that you do. Well, thank you. Actually, my position in the lineup, it's like when you move into a new apartment and you hang a picture on the wall, it's not that you like the art, it's that you're hiding a stain. So they just have an opening on Saturday, right? They haven't been able to fill it yet. So I'm just kind of there as a placeholder till a real host comes along. That is some epic self-deprecation, and it just goes to show you the character of Philip Neyman. Well, uh, I can, I can deprecate. Himself. I can deprecate. Just ask my wife. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, hey, what a great, um, well, it's a pleasure to be with you on such an epically important week. Now, for those, it is an important week, and thank you for taking the time here. Uh, Don is actually at the his studios, his channel studios down in, in Anaheim today, uh, recording a special show. He was on uh, Channel 11 last night uh, because he was at the L.A. protest. Now, what are we protesting? Uh, I believe we are protesting a stolen election, and I don't care. And this is an important thing to realize, folks. I don't care if you don't like Trump. I didn't like Obama. Okay. That is not a secret. I still don't like Obama. Um, but if in 2012, I had seen radical vote theft that would have pushed him out of office, I would not have been okay with it. I mean, hey, man, we, the system is broken. We have to fix the system because going forward, how do I know if we have a good election now? And again, I absolutely dislike 
Obama. There's not a good thing I can say about him other than he's no longer a president, but I would not be okay with cheating and destroying our electoral process to get him out of office. That's not okay. So I don't understand people on the left, the progressives, my congressmen out here, uh, a couple of them out here who are okay with this. It's like, oh, there's nothing to see here. Let's move on with the anomalies that have gone on, not even giving them the time of day, but just glossing over them because they've got power and that's all it is for them. Don, you want to comment on that? Well, I think one of the differences is the reality that for people like you and I, who we 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 defer to a higher power. Government is just a uh, mechanism for maintaining uh, civil order. It's a mechanism for maintaining a safety net for those less fortunate. I mean, there's there's a list of things that I think the government rightfully uh, should fulfill. However, building some roads here, too. And building, yeah, infrastructure, modern day infrastructure, right? I'm thinking government throughout the ages. The difference is people like you and I recognize the place of government within a higher uh, uh, picture of reality. For the left, many of whom are secular, government is their religion. Uh, this is what they live for. Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back you up here. I think government is the instrument of their religion. I believe power is their religion. Whatever, sure. okay. do, do what thou wilt. Do what thou wilt and don't, don't hold, be held accountable for it. You know, and that's a great point because a very famous Democrat whose name I forget right now said, there is no power in yes. Meaning a government that cannot uh, get out of its own way and let people do what people will do in terms of their livelihoods, in terms of the way they conduct their uh, personal lives. Um, a government only has power when it has the ability to say, no, no, you can't build that house. No, you can't build that road. No, you need a, uh, a uh, permit to do that. No, you can't. I mean, you know, there's a laundry list of no's. The government has power when it can say no and back it up with the force of law at the point of a gun. If they aren't in a position to say no, they have no power. And that's the difference. The, as you point out, it's power that is the uh, uh, religion uh, of the left and the power to, to enforce a language on you, a language, a, a Marxist language, the power. To a enforce, woman, baby. Right. A woman. Right. All, that whole thing. Um, it, it's that power to make you bend to their will and their vision of what it is like in, in a Christian America with a republic firing on all eight cylinders, you and I would say, however you want to live your life is your business. They would say, you can only live your life according to what we say you can live your life and according to the way that we say that you're supposed to order your life. And that's the difference. And that's where, I, and I think if you were to back up to 10,000 feet and, and assess this moment in time, where are we at? In fact, you know, you could argue this has been going on for 60 years. It's just now fully out of the closet. This moment in time is the struggle between those two. And you can back it up even further to say the struggle between good and evil. Well, I, I think that's exactly what we're looking at here. If you can't make that distinction, then you really have some problems. The 
progressive left, which is now what is in control of our country. As we're recording this on a Thursday morning, folks, uh, they just swore in, not swore in, but they just created uh, Joe Bryben as the president-elect. China is happy. It's like Chinese New Year all over again. Uh, This is year one of the uh, Chinese-American country uh, because we have lost control of our government, the people that Joe Bryben have brought in. Now, we we have an office pool here at uh, Cornerstone about what month he's not going to be president any longer. (laughs) I picked March. So March of 2021, I think he's out already, right? Um, Because they know, they know that they're dirty and they are going to go full speed ahead. Chuck Schumer came out and said, oh, all of our great progressive ideas have been stymied the last four years. But now we get to go, you get to see the full power of our progressivism. Something Hmm. almost exactly like that. He said, that should scare the hell out of Americans. Because if you want to see what the full power of progressivism looks like, just fly about 11 hours um, west of here and uh, land in Beijing and uh, see, see where you're going to go with that. Take a look at uh, the, the vocabulary that they are forcing on their people. You're not allowed to criticize the government. We couldn't be doing this show right now. Well, number one, we don't speak Cantonese, but we couldn't be doing this show right now uh, there, obviously, because we're criticizing what's happening here. And that freedom of dissent and, you know, you, you were at, uh, well, we want, where we want to get with you, Don, is, is actually where you were yesterday and downtown mm-hmm. L.A. and what was happening with that. But our freedoms are being, they're not being eroded. They're not being taken away from us. They're being mm-hmm. surrendered. The, I, would, I, I, would, I would say, I know you said, uh, get on a plane and fly 11 hours to the uh, communist party uh, run China. But I, I would say for the rest of the country, uh, for those of us in California, all you need to do is step out your front door and see what their view, what, what their uh, next step is in that in that progress. And that's California. California is where they where they want to go. And I, I do want to buy a block on your uh, organization's uh, guess on where, how long Joe Biden is going to last. I'm going to say he's going to last all four years. And here's why. Because the left loves to operate to a degree in the shadows. Biden is a healthy distraction. If he can stay up and bumble and jumble his way through uh, four years, they don't need Kamala Harris to assume the presidency. They can do everything they want to do with Joe Biden being their distraction, their carpool dummy for exactly what it is that they want to do for 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 this country. He's not I a say- carpool dummy. He's our crash no. test dummy. He's our crash test dummy. America's better, crash better, test dummy. Better, Right. Well, so I think he's going to I think he's going to remain. I mean, barring a physical infirmity or a, an outright, uh, you know, mental infirmity, I think he's a useful idiot for the progressive left being able to advance their narrative. And I say that goes all the way up to we might get to this one. The uh, uh, the effort for the Great Reset, as instituted by the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Bill yep. Gates George Soros. Yep, we'll talk about that more. Folks, Philip Naiman with Don Dix on AM590, The Answer. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com. We'll be right back after this. AM590, The Answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? 
This is my boomstick. That's right, folks. Welcome to Boomstick Radio, Philip Naiman Firing Line Radio Show, FiringLineRadio.com. And you know, every single week, we're talking about the Second Amendment. We're talking about our rights. This week, we're talking about what's going on in our world and how it affects those rights. And our longtime supporter, an excellent guy who's been, had our back from the beginning, has been Vince Torres over at Bullseye Sports, Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you are not armed for protection or recreation by this time, Shame on you. Get on down to Bullseye Sports. Get whatever is left. <laughs> it's hard to find stuff now. Check them out. Get yourself armed for protection because the world has lost its freaking mind and you don't need to be a victim. So once you get your firearm and your protection, head on over there and get some training because that's absolutely essential too. So bullseyesport.com, 951-823-0211, 951-823-0211. Say hi to Vince and the guys out there and gals out there. They're awesome people. And uh, thank them for their support because we're able to give you this information because of them. That's the way radio works. Okay, folks, joining me back here, I have Don Dix, who is no, no – um, no slouch when it comes to radio. This guy is all over the place. Don, last yesterday, actually, from this recording, you were in Los Angeles. Now, why were you down there in uh, in Los Angeles? Do you, do you have an affinity for standing in in human feces? What exactly were you doing downtown LA? At quarter of eight, I was asking myself that very same question. I got to tell you, if you if if you have not been to downtown LA in the vicinity of the city hall. Uh, you're missing a glimpse into America's future if these progressives have their way. I could not believe the degree to which the homeless have literally commandeered the streets of L.A. Um, there are porta pot. I mean, I don't want to take this show into a uh, your show into a, uh, a dark corner of uh, decrepitness. But I, I got to tell you, it stinks. It's ugly. Uh, there are abandoned shopping carts with the remnants of people's lives in there, suitcases lying around, cracked open with uh, clothing that no civilized individual should be forced to wear. Spot, you know, these porta potties that are absolutely disgusting. Um, it's it's just uh, unreal what they're allowing to happen there. Um, it's like the uh, insane asylum has the doors have opened. And people that should be receiving proper care, uh, those of them that are uh, infirmed, aren't receiving it. And those that, uh, you know, are falling on hard times, that need a hand up, that need a safety net, they should be given that. And that's not happening. And uh, so Governor Newsom, who when he was uh, voted as mayor in 2004 in the city of San Francisco, that promised after a billion dollars in 10 years to end homelessness, it had only increased in California and San Francisco is now governor and all of that is now on steroids. And uh, it was it was ugly, but we were there for a very important reason, Philip. And thank you for bringing that up. What was that reason? Yeah, the reason was there was a there was a nationwide uh, effort for uh, to, to get Trump supporters out uh, so that we could give voice to what we believe was indeed a stolen election. When you have Democrat strongholds like uh, Pittsburgh, uh, cities in uh, Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, that, uh, you know, had uh, not just irregularities that have been documented, but you have statisticians that came out with, uh, you know, reasonable 
uh, analysis of what unfolded, saying there's no physical way uh, that this could happen. When you have uh, uh, states like Pennsylvania who are supposed to follow the rule of law, their constitution says that it's the legislature that determines the time and place uh, for elections. When the executive office takes over and issues uh, edicts, when you have Vice President Biden, who could get 55 people in an event, President Trump would get 50,000 at just a rally. When President Trump increased his vote with African-Americans, when he increased his vote with Hispanic Americans, when he won 19 out of 20 bellwether counties, uh, won Ohio by eight, Iowa by eight, Florida by three, got 11 million more votes than he got in 2016, and House Republicans won 27 out of 27 toss-up races, but somehow, just somehow, Joe Biden, the guy who barely left his house, won the election, maybe. <laughs> just maybe, but I highly doubt it. So this was an opportunity for us to get out and make uh, known our concern about that on the day that the uh, electoral vote was to be certified in Congress. And uh, when, you know, uh, what was it, 12, 13 senators and about 140 uh, uh, House of Representative members were going to uh, disagree with the electoral vote. Right. That was the purpose of Wednesday. So you just talked about an overall sweeping victory for Donald Trump, which should have been. But he neglected three demographic groups that cost him this. And I really okay. think this is important to realize. He neglected dead people. He neglected duplicate votes and he, did, he neglected fake votes. Now, had he won the dead people vote, the fake people vote and the duplicate people vote, he would have had the landslide that Joe Biden did. <laughs> you make a great point. And, you know, this was a battle we saw fought in California by the Election Integrity Project when they took 11 counties and sued them uh, because they had, uh, in some cases, 120 percent. Uh, registered voters more than 20% more than the number of people in those counties that were actually eligible to vote. Cleaning up the voter rolls, so, so important. But if, even if we just did like Mexico did and said, you know what, uh, we should have voter ID. Mexico, India, voter ID. If the Indians can do it, if, if in India where poverty is the, is the rule of the day, we can do it. But no. Because that's, you know, we need a mail-in ballot, nationwide mail-in, mail-out ballot that uh, Democrats can use and manipulate. Well, the whole, and we even saw in, uh, what's that uh, crazy, crazy, uh, I know I'm saying crazy congressperson, I need to be more specific. Uh, the one from Michigan, for the Sudanese lady, uh, Omar, Taylor oh. and Omar. Omar. She's yeah. from Minnesota, so, yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. So we're watching yep. we're watching the uh, people in her district bragging about how he pays 200 bucks for a ballot and they're he's cashing out. Yes. He's got 300 ballots in his car. And, oh, there's nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. And hundreds you know? of dollars. Yeah, he's got a pile of money. Yep. Now, that's yeah, cheaper than buying ads for- on TV. Absolutely. Especially I mean, when you take a look at a district like that, that, that turns on just a few thousand votes and, yes. and they could spend 200 bucks for 10,000 votes as $200,000. That's a cheap, that's a cheap congressional race. That's not an expensive one. 
it exactly is. And unfortunately, we have a we have an election that just happened in, uh, the day before uh, these nationwide protests in Georgia that seems to have fallen into that very same mold of, uh, you know, winning by just enough votes. And Warnock, come on, this guy, if you want to talk about cancel culture, why is he allowed to be a senator? This is a racist, a racist, horrible person who runs his wife's foot over, too, apparently in the driveway. Um, this is not a good, <laughs> rational guy. And now he's in charge of the Senate. He's going to be picking right. judges. This guy. Anyway. Yep. But hey, I want to um, brag. I want to brag a little. I just want to brag a little bit, Phil, because the event that happened at City Hall yes, in uh, Los Angeles was an event that uh, upheld all of the uh, all, all of the uh, notions of what uh, the right to peaceably assemble our First Amendment is all about. We went from nine o'clock to twelve o'clock without an incident, and it was really it was really a great day. We had a, a, a quality line of speakers from newly elected uh, city hall members to Pastor Tim Thompson. Uh, we had folks that uh, had have un- that understand what is what what is at risk with the entire uh, COVID uh, reset. We had it was a great great day. People celebrated liberty, the republic, and voiced their concerns about this election. And uh, it wasn't until afterwards that uh, a remnant of the uh, group that had moved over to streets were challenged by some folks from the opposite side of the street when uh, uh, when they when and, and they crossed the street and engaged and that happened about one fifteen a full hour afterwards. But what did you hear from CBS? What did you hear from NBC? Nothing about what unfolded during the day, but only the little scuffle, the skirmish, if you will, between two people that happened after the day and that clouded over the entire day. Well, that's their job. As President Trump said, they stole the election, right? They are complicit in in the destruction of what we've seen here. Folks, Philip Naiman, Fargoland Radio Show. I'm joining you back here with Don Dix, uh, AM 590, The Answer. And also we're going to have James Riley, the James Riley, joining us on our next session. Be right back. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey, folks, it's Mulan Labe, now or never. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Get our podcast at FiringLineRadio.com. And don't forget to visit all of our sponsors, Bullseye Sports, McMillan Stocks, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, uh, Civilware 
cutlery, Kuyu, all kinds of great stuff we've got coming on there. And a lot of discounts. Maglite, we're giving away a bunch of Maglite. So you heard Don talk in the last segment about being in the darkness uh, of society. Well, you know, there you go. Get your Maglite. No more darkness. So <laughs> a little, little plug. Um, yeah. Anyway, folks. We're talking about what just happened here, and I've got Jim Riley joining me also. Jim was actually in Washington, D.C. at that rally, and that one got a little bit more spicy than the Los Angeles version. Jim, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your decision to go and and take it from there? Well, I I thought that there should be a huge presence of uh, patriots and Trump supporters uh, and synonymous, I guess, but but uh, in Washington D.C., reminding legislators that they do have a constitutional power to review the uh, the uh, work of the electoral electoral college. And so I, we we showed up, uh, and we were a little bit early on Monday. Some small events, and we had experience with the D.C. police there. There's a very small event uh, in front of the Supreme Court. And the organizers had a nice sound system, good stage, and they were just beginning to get a crowd. And the D.C. police basically pushed us all off the grounds on the basis of a box of salt that uh, some evangelical or Catholic was using to spread salt and light at the event. It's a little bit of a performance art, but the D.C. police actually deep sixed that particular event because of a box of salt. And so I think a fair number of people were a little bit upset with the high handedness of the DC police. But the next day we arrived at, we were told to arrive at nine o'clock on the ellipse, which is the big grassy expanse between the white house and the Washington monument. And uh, it was already just jam packed. You say you were told, told by who? Uh, We had some friends who, who were, uh, close to the organizers, and they said, show up at 9 o'clock. Really, we probably should have showed up at 7 o'clock because there were literally so many people that huge portions of the crowd didn't even have to go through security because uh, there was, it was just everywhere you could see. It was like Woodstock for smart people. It was, uh, it was just an amazing uh, No gathering. drugs. <laughs> a gathering of just, um, just patriots from all over Virginia to Idaho to California. And uh, it was a great, inspiring rally. The president addressed us. And then we were directed to walk down the mall to the Capitol. And uh, by the time we got there, the, the grass in front of the Capitol had, um, had a huge concourse of people. And I had gotten an email from a friend saying that uh, patriots had breached the Capitol, which sounded very strange to me because... At that time, there was a line of police in front of the building. And uh, my brother and I got kind of close to the to the line. And uh, there was there must have been some fisticuffs between the police and some of the patriots, because I noticed um, pepper spray. It looked like it was going in both directions. Uh, there was quite a, a, a melee that broke up broke out and the the police sort of abandoned that line and basically abandoned the scaffolding area that they used for the seating for the inauguration to anyone coming in and so a lot of kids teenagers high spirits were going up the scaffolding and we were watching this area be filled with uh, flags and and celebration basically it had sort of the mood 
of a soccer match or a, a major football event. It was, uh, it was, uh, I, I didn't really. But, but in English. <laughs> yeah. And um, so uh, we just stayed there and watched. And so I, I, I had concluded that there, that there wasn't a breach of the building because I didn't see anyone from my vantage point. I couldn't see anyone going in, but then someone ran down and the first version of the story was that a 14 year old girl had been shot. But but basically it was mangled. Uh, that was the 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 woman with the 14 year service record in the Air Force who had been shot, and that's about as much as I I saw. Um, and uh, um, I didn't know anyone who ran into the building, or uh, I didn't get any reports from anyone who who had been inside. Uh, but um, uh, could you see how many people did go into the building? No, see, and then that was what mystified me. I got kind of in trouble with my customers because I wasn't watching TV at the time, and I didn't see any uh, vandalism or any um, uh, destruction of property. And that was all televised in the news later that evening. Um, and uh, now I've got a and yet another boycott Riley's Farm <laughs> movement going against me for praising the patriotism and the spirit of the event. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like to tell people, you know, young people, look, you're, you're excited. You want to get into Congress. Just do it the honest way, rig an election. That's the way to do it, you know. Um, and uh, <laughs> but I but I do sense among a lot of these very, very, very ardent Trump supporters, just an enormous frustration, uh, not being able to speak, not being able to vote. Um, Watch or hearing hearing lies over and over right. and over when the people who are speaking them know that they're lies. And, right. and, you know, it's it's the old Nazi propaganda. Tell a big lie, tell it often enough. And sooner or later, it's it's all people remember. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, sham elections and, you know, this sham Russia investigation, uh, no prosecution for any of the the high crimes and misdemeanors that have been committed by. Uh, the FBI and others in the in the Obama administration, and, and it's um, I, I I just sense a lot of frustration, and I I believe John Kennedy had a quote. I, I don't have it directly, but basically, when you remove people's ability to speak and to vote, they don't have a lot of choices left to them. So it's kind of surprising, in a way that um, you know that there hasn't been more violence in the Tea Party and the Trump movement because. Uh, these people have been very patient. Uh, uh, most of them feel, I think, properly that uh, Donald Trump won the election mightily, and we're being told that we're crazy for for concluding that. So um, here's here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why that there isn't violence from the Trump supporters. We're conservatives. Part of being a conservative is realizing that you are not in charge of everything. There's a higher power. We put ourselves under the law. We agree to live in a society. Now, what does that mean? It means I can't drive 115 miles an hour on the freeway when I want to because it's unsafe for other people, right? We put ourselves under laws. We decide as as conservatives, we decide that even though it's free to steal something under $950 at a store, we don't. We stand in line. We pay for it. We put ourselves under the law. 
The other side refuses to do that. And that's why there's violence, mayhem, and, and horrible things happen on that side. But there's not going to be violence from conservatives because we don't want that. We operate differently. We have higher standards that we put ourselves under. It's not do what thou wilt. It's do the right thing. And that's the main difference between the progressives that are now running this country, which is do what thou wilt. Somebody else had a big quote for that. And versus the conservative bent, which is do the right thing. And those are two diametrically opposed uh, ideologies. And that's where we're at with that, Jim. That's why I think you're not going to see violence from true conservatives. You might see grievances. You might see rallies. You might try and vote them out or, or work in that manner. But that's your issue. There, there is, uh, however, an asymmetric problem associated with that in that um, this this kind of violence actually does work for Democrats. They don't apologize for it. No. They lionize people who engage because it's in, in line with their their worldview. Yeah, power and, at any cost. And so, in other words, it's like fighting an opponent with both hands tied behind your back. And and I, I think that it it is important to, to realize without justifying violence, it, you have to understand the motivations that are going to be out there. That that the likelihood of violence breaking out in 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 a bigger way uh, over the course of time, because as you begin to close down businesses with COVID, you begin to um, uh, let people know that they don't care if your vote doesn't count. You know, it w I think Don can confirm this, but but as I understand it, we still don't have the physical ballots from Georgia or from uh, some counties in Arizona right now. We, we haven't been able to examine them. So how could we possibly make our case if we can't uh, examine the ballots themselves? Don, you want to yeah, comment? Yeah, I mean, the the uh, the implication there is that those ballots would only have been produced under court order. And we never got that far. There wasn't a court that would take up any of these challenges. So you never had a right. You never had the ability to examine any of the evidence, which is the ballots themselves. Folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. Join me back here after this with Don Dix from AM590, The Answer, and James Riley from Riley's Farms. Don't forget to support Riley's Farms. We'll be right back after this. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. Hey folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. You know, every time I play that clip, I realize I should probably replace 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. He doesn't belong on the show anymore. Conan days have sailed on. He's not. He's not the action hero. It's uh, anyway. So I will be Dorothy Scott. Dorothy Scott. We will be moving. Yeah, we'll, we'll find something else. I'll do a I'll do a, a James Patrick Riley doing a, a Patrick Henry uh, quote on that last section there. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Get our podcast at FiringLineRadio.com. I have Don Dix and I have Jim's Riley on here. Jim was out in, spent his time and his money to go to Washington to support the Patriots out there. And, um, you know, we're talking about some of the things that happened. Now, when I watch the news... I try and have a critical eye and I've been around the tea party since the beginning. You know, I am that old. So 2009, I was one of the founders for Redlands tea party. I know the conservative movement. I know the people that are involved there and I'll be danged if I have never seen a conservative with a pair of bullhorns on walking around half naked in the month of January in Washington, D.C. with tattoos all over him claiming to be part of the uh, conservative movement and all the other people with the anarchy tattoos on the back of their hands, um, creating wanton destruction, like, I don't know, stealing the speaker's podium, those kind of things, walking away with that. You take a look at the people involved there and you know, I don't know. They look like the Antifa crowd to me with a bunch of red hats on. So I really think when you look at what happened with the D.C. police literally opening the barricade and having them waved in and following them up the stairs, instead of protecting our property, uh, the people's property there. I mean, I, I saw one guy said, hey, I went to the Capitol. I couldn't get in with a granola bar. And these guys are letting everybody barge in. Makes no sense. How about this? How about everybody's desk was totally clean? All right. You have an office. I have an office. You're in work product. All of a sudden something happens. You have to vacate. Your office is clean. Did they know people were going to be coming in there? Right. Um, everything is looked like looked like it was uh, vacated. You know, um, I just I just think that there were some shenanigans that went on there. And again, it was more media ploy. Uh, I think the 35 plus people that were arrested that I saw, according to Sean Spencer's uh, quote, were all Antifa members. Now, from what I saw in the video, they sure look like it to me. They didn't look like the uh, Jim. Uh, those of you who are watching on the video here on the podcast. Uh, sorry, man. You look like a typical conservative of uh, Trump supporter. Right. So do I. So does Don. Um, we have businesses. We have employees. We have mortgages. We have obligations. Right. We're not usually the guys out there lighting things on fire because we don't want our stuff lit on fire. So why don't you talk a little bit about what what you saw there, Jim? Well, there was one major problem with the the entire event, and that's that the mayor did everything she could to sabotage it. Uh, There there were very few public restrooms, uh, very few eating establishments open, uh, no benches. uh, And and when we got to the Capitol lawn, um, they uh, they didn't allow a stage or a speaker or musicians to basically serve as the focal point of the uh, demonstration, and so there was nothing but the energy of people who just heard a rousing Trump speech and no no direction because the mayor wouldn't allow it. That's one of the problems. Um, uh, the the pictures I've seen of those arrested didn't look like anyone I saw on the grounds outside. That may not be here or there because there were just literally millions of people there. But, but um, uh, my, my sense of it was that most people uh, 
were high-spirited, yes, uh, but I did not see destruction of property from my vantage point. All of that apparently occurred inside the building. And the police were there, but they didn't, they didn't, I don't know, you know, what's your job, Well, they were man? trying to hold the line. They were trying to hold the line, uh, but there were, but they, unfortunately, they were holding it with pepper spray and, and uh, tear gas, and uh, I, I don't think that was the, the best thing to do, given the number of people they were up against, but there was just, there were, it was just a sea of humanity. Um, but you know, and, and other observations, um, uh, I, I second what you say. This was a crowd full of families, uh, women, children. Uh, this was not, not nice. looking for a fight. No, it was a family event. There were people, you know, righteously angry at the basically it was a stop the steal rally that people had justifiable complaints about the process. And this is. Even a squish like Ben Sass uh, admits that, you know, that the media and the government should have given credence to these complaints or the anger would not have been so, so high. And, um, you know, my, my thinking is that it's, it's, a, it's a surprise that there, that as, I, as we said in the last segment, that, that there is not more violence because pe- these people are very frustrated. They feel their, their jobs and their businesses are on the line. Uh, they're going to be ended to COVID. That they're going to lose their civil liberties, lose their Second Amendment rights, and their their uh, ability to vote. Now, the the final insult that that you know the, the the thousands of people who showed up at the polling place to find someone else had voted for them. You know, the uh, the, the I think the million ballots in California that are dead, you know, either dead people out of state. Or illegit- illegitimate voters. I and mean, uh, my my son moved out of California, 2014. He's received a ballot from California every two years since then. California well, refuses. We talked it. about that a little bit earlier. That the reason Trump lost his vote is he neglected the three most important demographics: dead people, uh, fake people, and duplicate people. Now, had he yeah. pandered more to those, he'd have won this in a landslide. Yeah, and and ballots scanned multiple times. Um, you know. Um, there's so there's so many questions that need to be answered that it's it's terribly insulting to be told you're a conspiracy theory merely uh, theorists merely for asking for legitimate elections. Well, yeah, I, I don't know how to comment on that. Uh, we shouldn't have to ask for legitimate elections. Yeah, well, they're they're accusing us now of being a banana republic, but. But folks need to remember the reason banana republics are banana republics is because they don't have an honest and legitimate franchise. You know, if, if you start taking that away from people, they're going to say, I have no hope. How can a guy like Don Dix go out and organize people? How can my Tea Party friends go out and encourage their church friends to go vote if the person responding says, why does it matter? They're not going to count my vote anyway. Yeah. Well, the most, the most dangerous people are those with nothing to lose. And the disenfranchisement that you're talking about is, puts people in that category. Uh, I think it's extremely important that we stay involved and that there's any single way that we can turn this around. Now, obviously, it happens at the local election. And some good news. Can we announce that, Don, for you? Is that uh, public sure. news yet? Sure. It's, uh, it is by the Saturday that this will air. 
Okay. <laughs> the good news is that Don Dix is now the chairman of the Riverside Republican Party, which is absolutely oh, awesome. So I'm very, very glad for that. To, uh, actually, we'll get some good, solid direction. Uh, if you're going to have a, an R by your name, at least we have some good, solid direction for that for Riverside County. So congratulations for that, Don. Thank you. I, and, I, and Jim, I really appreciate the fact that you traveled back to D.C. so you can give us a uh, boots on the ground perspective on what you saw unfold. And I think one of the more valuable pieces of intel that you bring back with you is the fact that from this point forward, we can undermine any Black Lives Matter or Antifa event by simply spreading salt everywhere. <laughs> that's that's good news. Salt and light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Salt, yeah, was, yeah, with light. Absolutely. It, on so many levels, that was the, 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 the most wonderful pastoral illustration, how to shut down an event by actually spreading salt and light. This is the D.C. police, right? The, the same D.C. police that couldn't figure out the Vince Foster's, um, one, of the, one of the suicided uh, Clintonistas, uh, they, the, the same, same group there. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that it, as conservatives, we always kind of walk a fine line. We want to we, we desperately want to support law enforcement. But law enforcement also has an obligation to explain why they are acting the way they are acting, that, that, that you know, the nature of the threat, the, 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 the reason that they're doing it. And they have an obligation also to do it uh, without being heavy handed. I think that, um, you know, gallon jugs of uh, pepper spray uh, sprayed at a bunch of uh, patriots in front of the Capitol steps is probably not a great move. It depends upon what your goal is. Right. So we've talked about this before. Somebody has a world of world opinion. It doesn't make any sense for us because we are of the opinion that we want people to make up their own decisions. Their worldview is that they want somebody to do what they're told and forcing them. And that is where they want to go. Folks, this is Philip Name. I want to thank my very special guest, James Riley from Riley Farms. Please support him. He needs all the help we can get him. And Don Dix, AM590, The Answer. He's an excellent person there. And the new head of the Republican Party in uh, Riverside County. God bless you all. We'll have a great, great weekend. We'll see what the next year has to hold. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe. Cutting Edge Bullets. Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.